21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Hi, Mindy. How are you, Mindy? <laughs> Very good, thank you. <laughs> so um, we just we just had a short preparation regarding our interview and I told you there are so much things going on in your life that I really don't know where to start with and uh, we actually agreed to start with um, importance of writing a book if you really want to make an impact you need to write and publish your own book but not just any book because a lot of people are just putting crap together <laughs> uh <-huh>. so <laughs> You need, to, you need to consider being a thought leader and write a thought leading book. But not only that, nowadays you need to go one step further and be a thoughtful leader. Can you explain a little bit? Because I'm, I will not say I'm confused because we are on air, but I'm confused. Can we say it in, in terms of, let's say, um, words? like honesty, openness, awareness? No, we cannot because uh -huh. one, of, one of the rules in our business is individual words do not tell the whole story. So Great. we don't allow our clients to use individual words because each one has so many different meanings, personal meanings, depending on who you are and your experience. So therefore, And you see, I, I did first mistake and that's and it's, no, it's not very good to, 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 to speak with you and that's the reason why I need to, to call you when I will be ready to, to, to publish my first book. So please continue and thank you for correcting me in my first, no, <laughs> first, step, first, first step, first mistake. No, no, I wouldn't call it a mistake. It's just that from what we've seen and we've worked with over 1,000 entrepreneurs and help them plan and write and publish their books. So this is from experience that the full sentence is what contains the power. Excuse and me, did you, did you said 1000 entrepreneurs? I did, yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> uh, is it possible? When, when did you start? When you were six, like, like you oh. opened your company when you were six or seven years <laughs> old? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for 17 years, Martin. 17 years. But you are very, very productive. If we go mm -hmm. to your website, and I hope that you will share where we can find out more. You're, you're, you, you did not say 1,000 just like that. It, it's really a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, it's, it's taken time to build the reputation of the book midwife, our publishing company, Panoma Press, and the training company, Real Thought Leaders. And all of those brands work together to help people plan and write and publish and launch their books. And not only a book, but the book is part of their whole thought leaders. Now I can't talk. <laughs> thought leadership strategy. <laughs> it's well. So, like like you thoughtful leadership. You have thoughtful Ooh. leadership. Uh, conference. You have, we do have a conference. But you have a conference. Well, that's another another topic, yeah? Well, no, not really. The conference is a one-day celebration for leaders, aspiring leaders, uh, people who want to make a bigger difference in the world. We were really hoping to get you over to London, but next time. So we're doing the first conference ever. Um, 
with the theme of thoughtful leadership. So my book on thoughtful leadership came out four years ago. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that we're running an event all themed around thoughtful leadership. Because you know what the problem is? Thought leadership is a term that is used and abused all over the place. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes don't even know what they're talking about. And sometimes they just use the term like, you know, oh, we need, you know, we need thought leadership from you. And, you know, that's not just something that you can turn out like an article or a blog. It's not thought leadership unless it's truly interesting, exciting, different, original, disruptive, and, you know, making heads turn. Uh -huh. And that's where we push the envelope, as they say, where thoughtful leaders don't just settle for, you know, average quality. It's, it's an event or, or can you explain that a little bit more, please? Well, so thought, thoughtful leaders don't, do not settle. They don't settle for the obvious answer or the first idea that comes to mind. They don't settle for boring ideas, uh -huh. ideas that offer nothing new. They don't settle because they know that they've been called to share truly innovative ideas. And unless you push and push and push yourself and challenge yourself and, and keep yourself to a very high standard, uh, you're, you're not going to get to that real gem of an idea. The, you know, this is what we've worked with. So yes, we've helped people write books, but the really exciting bit is to come up with the, the gem that, you know, at the center of the, of the book is the idea and where it really shines, where it's really saying something new, you know it because the market responds. And uh, the, uh, the idea you are talking about, what it usually represents? Does it represent a uh, thought leader per se, uh, uh, his or her way of thinking, or what's your experience when yeah, you say it's, the it's, idea? It's his or her way of thinking about what's important to him or her. So, for example, um, I have done a TED talk about uh, a topic that has to do with diversity. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important to me and is important to a lot of people. I have a specific angle on that. And so I would never say I'm a thought leader. One of the rules is you're not allowed to call yourself one. That's really, really important. So I would say that if, if people call my topic, my idea, or my TED Talk thought leadership, if they call me a thought leader, it's because I've said something in a new way, something that makes them think, something that they haven't heard before or so many times before. And um, because there's so much noise, right? You know, there's, there's so many blogs, there's so many articles, there's so much distraction and, you know, just noise going on on the internet and around, then it's very difficult to find those original ideas.
there is there is a process people usually call it authority building and there are a lot of people around as i can see uh promoting their authority building programs so <laughs> you know you know what i mean so uh, I, do. I do if if we can bring some some light to the topic authority building what what is it it does does it have anything to do with uh, with me writing my first book and and call you and and you help well actually you helping me in in the in the process what what's the authority building I mean. <laughs> so i'm going to lean on an acronym mm -hmm. that i produced for the launch of 24 karat bold now 24 karat bold is the book where i first put together my thoughts on thought leadership not thoughtful leadership, thought leadership, because at the time, 10 years ago, it came out exactly 10 years ago, not many people were talking in this way. And the acronym is REAL, R-E-A-L. And it's still valid because you must achieve these four things, otherwise it's unlikely you'll be a thought leader. If you're missing one, if you're missing one, okay. If you're missing two, it's bad news. So the R stands for REACH. Mm -hmm. reach you cannot you need a big reach as you know you're building your own tribe at the moment and we all are but if only three people know about you it's very hard to make an impact absolutely so, yeah so reach is really important together with that is engagement and again a lot of people have used that word uh, clout when they existed they used that word um well, i wrote about engagement in the sense that you can reach people but they really need to feel they know you to be you know, listening to you and be influenced by you because if, if they know you but they don't respect you or you're not taking the time to engage then you're again you're not going to have the impact mm -hmm. and then the a in real stands for authority so 10 years ago <laughs> i proposed that authority was just one piece an important piece and this is your content this is your idea and it's not just about your knowledge and your experience it's about your opinion and sharing that in a respectful way and so i i postulated that 10 years ago that if you want to be a real thought leader you need the reach the engagement you need to become an authority so that's true and then you need the l which is longevity mm -hmm. now, longevity means that you need to be remembered, especially now with all the noise. You do need something like a book, ideally a book in print, where it's in, in their face, you know, it's, it's on their desk, it's in their bag. And you need several different products and you need to you know, constantly be producing, that's longevity as well. So those four things underpin a good thought leadership strategy and you can't really cheat. A lot of people think, what did you call it? You said about hacking. You know, they think, well, I'll hack my way. You know, let me speak into my phone and get it transcribed in another country and I'll have an ebook and I'll be a thought leader. Um, probably not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> probably not. I could see you have both US and UK uh, phone numbers. Mm -hmm. And regarding the the real acronym, so reach, engagement, authority, longevity, are there any differences between the U.S. market and U.K. market, or uh, it's it's just uh, 
today it's 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 the same are all same values that we need to reach so my opinion martin is um it's a universal problem or challenge okay. and it can be treated in the same way so i wish i had come up with the word influencer because i do think it's a fantastic word however um you get a lot of different kinds of influencers thought leader is only one of them because you can get uh i don't know a, a pop star or somebody being an influencer and they're not necessarily a thought leader so mm -hmm. thought leader is is a, the kinds of people like you and me all the entrepreneurs business owners and people who are working with ideas selling products and services usually in business and some social projects and things like that um so i no i don't think there's a big difference i um i think there's a difference culturally mm -hmm. i think um now i'm i'm this is a bit controversial but again the the thought leader is not afraid of saying something controversial as long as it's respectful so what i'm about to say might raise an eyebrow or two but i personally think that people are willing to do the deeper work in certain countries and in other countries it's all about the hype and the marketing so from what i've seen and i've spent exactly half my life in the uk and the first half was in the us when i look at north america generally i see a lot of money being thrown at things i see a, you know a lot of um slick marketing and i don't always see the kind of depth that i see from really great thought leaders in Europe. Now, I'm generalizing because you asked me to. Well, actually, if, if I can support your, uh, sorry, sorry for, uh, for interruption. No, no. There are only around 30% of people, globally speaking, that are engaging, that are engaged on their uh, um, workplace, yeah. on their job. And the list is very, very concrete. And you can pinpoint countries where people are more engaged and countries where people are less engaged. And Gallup is a pretty big company. Yeah, yeah. On the international level, people are less and less engaged. I don't know why. Do you, do you have any idea why? Well, yes, I do have lots of ideas why and this. so. This, this absolutely supports my idea that people are not putting the time and thought and consideration into their content and into their interactions. So th this is what I write and speak about nowadays. This is, this is thoughtful leadership. And the reason why most people are not able to do it is because they are not conditioned to think that way. And they're not conditioned in their relationships to really engage um, to pay the right kind of attention to the other person. It's, um, you know, I could be very simplistic and high level myself in my explanation here and say, well, when your phone keeps buzzing every three seconds and you interrupt your conversation and look at it, it's not conducive to having a really good uh, thinking session, for example. So this is, this is where I think people need to decide, are they going to go broad or are they going to go deep? Um, 
you know, the concept of deep work, which you may know, this is not something that many people are willing to do. And I'm really trying not to make people wrong with this. It's a choice, but it's become more difficult because we have 200 TV channels and thousands of YouTube channels and internet and podcasts. Um, you, you become completely swamped, you know, just completely overwhelmed and flooded with everything. So you really have to have a lot of discipline to focus now. You have to have a lot of discipline and uh, willpower to turn your phone off or put it on silent, to leave it in the house when you go out. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> this is I, I, I personally can, <laughs> but a lot of a lot of people cannot. And you, but this you, is what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. This is what this absolutely is exactly no, no. I absolutely are not agree. Able to do the thinking because they have not set up the conditions to do it. It's not that it's wrong. It's that you know we're just not we're out of practice. And the young people, if they're not getting those skills early on, I don't know when they're going to learn them. And in real acronym, you, you told us uh, under the authority, uh, you need to do it on a respectful way. I mean, your opinion. Yes. Um, so if I understood you well, that, that comes uh, with time. No, not necessarily. No? So this is where thoughtful leadership has maybe more to offer people than they realize. So everybody's focused on being a thought leader and forcing their opinion on people. And there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it. So what I'm trying to say is putting more thought into how you say it, it just requires a bit more thought. Just, I don't know if you've noticed the way I speak. About 25 years ago, I stopped saying, uh, um, and mm -hmm. no, and all these things. I stop, I pause. So I do this on a regular basis. I do this just about in every sentence. Most people never do it. Most people talk without thinking and write without thinking, and um, that can be dangerous. All I'm saying is a little bit of thought. When you put that in, you get a good return on that because you have the chance to ask those big questions of yourself. Is this the way I want to say it? Is this respecting my reader and readers of different types, for example? And there's a lot of great questions that you can ask yourself and, and it's holding yourself to account. Now I understand better and uh, let me understand even more better. So it's a, it's a big confusion regarding authority building and you spoke about influencer, being influencer. And uh, we spoke about young people. We spoke about Gulp Q12 and the very, very low engagement level at the moment, globally speaking. So, um, I'm trying to understand it, and I think it's very, very important. Uh, a lot of young people actually want to be thought leaders, but they they are doing it on a way that they are more like influencers than thought leaders. Mm. But they, like they are doing their vlog and and they are acting on a specific way and. 
I mean, I, I want to understand those the differences between those two concepts a um, little bit, bit more. Sure. Well, I think especially a lot of... for our audience to understand yeah, yeah. what they are, where they need to, <laughs> you know. So I just think that um, not every influencer is a thought leader. And I would say that the maybe millennial and Generation Z do not aspire to be thought leaders. I think they would respond more to the word influencer. That's just my thought. But it, okay. it's not even about that. It's about the substance. It's about the value of the message and the content. And, and putting your feet to the fire to ask that big question, am I really saying anything new, exciting, disruptive, something that people have not heard a million times before? Am I saying something that adds value to the conversation, maybe turns heads and helps some area of our society or our planet to move forward? That's thoughtful thought leadership. And if it's not, then it's just something else. Then it's just noise or it's someone having fun. I have no problem with somebody filming themselves, making cakes in their kitchen. If it makes them happy, if it makes their audience happy, they could be an influencer. If they influence a lot of other people to start baking instead of playing video games maybe, or they could influence people to be thoughtful about I don't know, cooking with, you know, gluten-free flour, who knows? So there are ways to bring thoughtfulness into lots of areas. But it's not always uh, essential. And yet people are looking for guidance. They're looking for direction. We have a lot of uncertainty and unrest. Um, we have, as you say, people who are disengaged at work and disengaged with themselves, you know, mental health problems. So my belief is that thought leaders probably can offer more thoughtful solutions, but they need to stop with the distractions, find ways and learn strategies to focus and to pull out the, the really exciting and helpful and valuable ideas that can make a difference. So it's not just saying, I want to make a difference and, and you know, tap, 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 typing something or filming something. It's about the thought that goes into it. And if people are putting that thought in or more thought in, I firmly believe that better quality content will come out. Mindy, these ideas of yours uh, sounds amazing. How people can access your content? Well, I thank you very much for asking. Um, I have a couple of courses on how to be a real thought leader and how to be a thoughtful leader. So we can put the links in the uh, description for people, but it's very easy. They're both bit.ly links, bit.ly, if you know it. Yes. So one is, one is bit.ly forward slash real thought leader, real thought leader. And the other is simply bit.ly forward slash thoughtful leader course, thoughtful leader course. 
So those are my two best-selling courses online, which has all the videos of me talking and some worksheets. And it's a chance for people to work at their own pace and really create their own thought leadership strategy and thoughtful leadership strategy. Uh, so, so Mindy, I can see that you wrote uh, a few books as well, and some of them were very successful. Yes, thanks for asking, Martin. So my first book on thought leadership is called 24 Karat Bold, not gold, bold. And it has an endorsement from Seth Godin. And I was really, really proud of that book, which came out 10 years ago and is available in paperback, ebook formats, audiobook. And I would encourage people, if they've never explored thought leadership, to read or listen to 24 Karat Bold. And then four years ago, I came out with The Thoughtful Leader because I thought people should go to the next level with this stuff. They should challenge themselves, not just to be a thought leader, but to be more thoughtful in both aspects, in both in their ideas and in their interactions with people. So I wrote The Thoughtful Leader, which is now available in paperback, ebook formats, and audiobook as well. Can you tell me more about your TED Talk? Sure. I was planning a TED Talk around thoughtful leadership and the person who was organizing the event asked me to speak about something that happened in our family instead. And it was a huge decision and I, I in fact chose to do it and it was very scary. I didn't eat for three weeks or sleep and I um, managed to put this talk together, which has had a great response. I think it's had about 600,000 views and likes and comments. And the topic or the title of the talk is sometimes you need to change yourself to be yourself. And it was a response to all these people who say, be yourself, just be yourself. And that is not always as simple as that. So of course, in the context of thoughtful leadership, if you put some thought into it and, and you start thinking about how to be yourself and what would make you be a better version of yourself, because I've been in personal development a long time, as you have, then you realize that uh, you can be yourself, but you can also change yourself and be a better self. So I, I speak about something very personal and how I wasn't really being the best version of myself and then what I learned from it. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a personal story, but I'm glad I did it. And it's, um, it's and it's online. We can, we can watch yeah. it. We, oh, absolutely. It's on, it's on the YouTube Ted channel. Um, sometimes you need to change yourself to be yourself. Or I think if people search for my name and Ted talks, they find it too. What do you think? Is it uh, easier today to be yourself, to express yourself using that new technology? Is it, is it easier today than it, it was before the internet, before all, all things happened for the last 25 years? <laughs> well, some things are easier about it and some things are harder because uh -huh. 
That's yeah? interesting. Okay. Well, you have all these things available to you. You can watch people uh, transforming their their appearance, transforming their careers, transforming their gender, and all kinds of possibilities opening up. But so you see all of this. But the the um, the not so good aspect of it is that young people, I think. Uh, can be again overwhelmed and confused and it's almost too much i think things were a lot simpler before and you know people uh, didn't have that many possibilities but they didn't even know what they didn't know now and i know this for a fact there's a lot of pressure on teenagers simply because it's this constant bombardment on ways to be your better self, but it's not the kind of stuff I talk about. A lot of it is very superficial and they're made to feel like they don't measure up. And that's not a good feeling for anybody at any age. defines you, Mindy, as a person you are? I mean, uh, we spoke about a lot of topics and I experience you as a very deep and profound person and you spoke about the importance of reach and engagement and authority and longevity and I can feel a lot of experience. What defines you? Well, if you recall before I said we're not allowed to use, um, not allowed, <laughs> I don't like using single words, single nouns, because they well, don't- Well, use sentences then. I will, I will. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm gonna share with you something that I created 15 years ago at my very first big Tony Robbins event. And it's, it's basically the way I lead my life. And so here are my three sentences. I am a source of inspiration and joy I share my abundant energy and I encourage others to live their truth. And that is what drives me and that is who I am. Can you repeat once again where we can find you? Maybe your website. I mean, you have more websites, but where to start with? Uh, well, I think everything is at mindygk.com. So mindygk.com. I'm trying to have one name like Madonna or Beyonce, but uh, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> and uh, all of my company information is there as well. But it's, it's my speaker website. There's a few videos there of me. And um, I just would love to connect with anybody who feels that this resonates with them and would like to continue the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again very much for being in 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's been my pleasure. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Spread the word by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. <laughs>